The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. I hope all of you had a wonderful Christmas. You know, the day after Christmas... Some people have a really big letdown because of all the planning, buying, wrapping, cooking, visiting. It's over. And you kind of say, now what? You know, if you're one of those, take some time to sit quietly for a few moments and think about all you have to be grateful for. Start the new year that way, actually. I don't mean about what you got for Christmas. I mean what you have in your life. If you don't know where to start, if nothing comes to you, you know, just think how grateful you are for breath. You don't have to make any effort to, to get it. Your body does that automatically. And if you didn't have it, think where you'd be. So, you know, if you don't come up with anything else to be grateful for, think about how grateful you are for breath. Now, for starters today, go to the self-improvement blog and see today's beautiful guest. Read her bio. Get her book at the end of the book review and watch her videos in the right sidebar. You'll be so glad you did. I posted her recent webinar that is so good. Don't miss it. By now, you know, Christmas is over and we're looking at New Year's. And most women are focusing on getting some of the pounds off, and we still have one more weekend of feasting. Some women may be obsessing in front of the mirror, and let me tell you, the mirror is not always truthful, and it certainly isn't always your friend. If you have a problem with your body image, you'll often see what you expect to see. So if you're bulimic or anorexic, you're going to see somebody who's fat. And if you're thinking you're fat, that's what you're going to see, even if you are not. So be careful with the mirror. You know, um, just, just be careful there. Today we're going to talk about body image and self-esteem and all the things that we get trapped in sometimes as women. And Jennifer Bardall comes to our rescue. Be sure to grab her new book, Delicious, Discover Your Secret Sauce, Put Down the Fork, Pick Up Your Life. Isn't that a great title for a book? (laughs) Put Down the Fork, Pick Up Your Life. Jennifer Bardall helps women fall in love with themselves 
After years of eating her weight in food in order to make up for what was lacking in her life, she now helps others get out of that same boat by showing them how truly beautiful and worthwhile they are while adding to their lives in order to let go of food and the negative beliefs for eating in the first place. You can find more information about her along with additional training programs she has and one-on-one coaching at honoryourself.net. Honor your, oh, I'm sorry, honoryourselfnow.net. She has a wonderful newsletter. Uh, it's, you know, I get a lot of newsletters. I think everybody sends me their newsletter. This is one I always read. You, you definitely want to sign up for her newsletter when you go to her website. It is an honor for me to welcome to the Self-Improvement Show, Jennifer Bartol. Jennifer, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be with you today. I can't tell you how delighted I am because this is such an important topic, uh, body image, self-esteem. We find people with body image problems and self-esteem issues because of weight going all the way down into the lower grades of school, and I find it really quite appalling. But let's, let's get started by you know, having you tell us about yourself. Who is Jennifer Bardall? Well, um, I am uh, married. I'm living in uh, southern New Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia. I'm sure anyone who's familiar with regional dialects will know my dialect as soon as they hear me or that I'm from somewhere, you know, either Philadelphia or New Jersey. I thought I had dropped it, but I watched my own webinar and realized that I hadn't yet. Actually, um, it's, not, <laughs> it's not so much. No. I, I totally understand. I came from West Texas, and when I heard myself, I thought, oh, my gosh, I've got the twang. <laughs> I don't hear it. I don't hear it in myself, but I think when I'm around my family, especially, I know yesterday being Christmas, I was around them a lot, and I know I pick it up a lot from them because they still live in Philadelphia, but that's neither here nor there. So, um, But that, that is where I live. I live in southern New Jersey, go Eagles. And um, I, as you said before, I, uh, I actually started on my website, On Yourself Now, about a year ago. And I do offer, you know, I try to, I just try to help, like, like you said before, help other women out of, you know, the sort of darkness that I went through for so long. Because really, you know, I think every woman to one degree or another um, goes through, you know, body image problems or, um, you know, they, they, they tend to uh, stuff their feelings, I think is what someone, somebody calls it on television. They stuff their feelings by eating. And it's so, it's so prevalent. And like you said, it goes all the way down through, you know, to childhood. So that's really what I try to do. I'm really passionate about trying to help other women. I'm also trying to work on my own health. I mean, this is, it's a daily process. I know I pretty much ate, um, I tested all of the cookies that I made this year and all that everyone else's things just to be a taste tester because I'm a giver like that and I like to help people. So I eat their food. Yes. So yeah, it is, but it is a day to day thing. And, uh, so I think that's um, one thing that I try to remind people as well, that we're all in this together. Everyone has, you know, let's start a dialogue. So that's really what I try to do, uh, just to start a dialogue with women about just how they feel and, and, you know, let us all reach out to each other. So that's a little bit about me. I also, I got a guitar yesterday for the first time. So I'm learning oh. how to play guitar now and my fingers already hurt. But my husband oh, said that'll pass. 
So, <laughs> no, so I'm not. It's, I'm not saying it's wonderful that your fingers hurt, but <laughs> that you got got a guitar because I understand you sing. I do. Um, I well, not as well as I used to. It's one of those things where sometimes if you don't use it, you do lose it a little bit. And I did stop singing for a long time. So, um, but yeah, I'm trying to get back into it. So who knows? Maybe uh, you know, you'll I'll have some YouTube videos of me trying to pick my way through a song. Or well, we'll put it on the blog if you do. <laughs> <laughs> you have a new book um, called "Delicious: Discover Your Secret Sauce." Put down the fork. Pick up your life. When I was on Amazon the other day, getting to to get the information for the blog, there was a big gold sticker that said "Book of the Month." Now. It wasn't there when I went back a few days later, but hey, book of the month on Amazon, that's fantastic. And and it's a lovely book. What inspired you to write this book, and why did you call it Delicious? Well, to answer the first part of your question, what really inspired me was this actually, for me, started out as almost a journal. I started just writing out um, almost day-to-day uh, to write my way through uh, just little problems that would crop up, little roadblocks or, you know, just little um, bumps in the road that I would encounter either, you know, um, junk food in the office kitchen or I had a bad day and all of a sudden, you know, immediately I want to turn to a big bowl of, you know, whatever macaroni and cheese, you know. So I would start to write out my feelings and that kind of turned into just my own observations, memories that I had of my childhood and what I thought uh, triggered, you know, my problems uh, with emotional eating in the first place. And before I knew it, I had literally, I mean, I really had to pare it down. Uh, But I had thousands and thousands and thousands of words in this one document that I just kept adding to. And so I had all this material and I thought, you know, I could really turn this into something and let people, you know, just buy it from Amazon. They make it so easy to self-publish and for people to pick it up. And so people can really, you know, without committing much money for coaching or anything like that, really get an inside look into just how I feel about the issue and how I think um, women or men, you know, but of course I I geared it mostly to women, um, can take steps in their own life to get started on a healthier, happier path. Um, which is more full of their own life as opposed to being full of food. These are things that I really wish someone had told me 10 years ago. It really would have saved me maybe, oh, we'll go 15 years ago, would have saved me a lot of pain, would have saved me a lot of poundage, you know, and probably some damage that I may have done to myself, unfortunately, um, to my body health-wise. Um, why I named it delicious, you know, it's so funny. It came to me at work one day. I was just... You know, because I was really just searching my mind, you know, what can I call this? What can really, you know, um, just grab someone's attention? And they say, I have read in the past, that really all of the answers are inside of you. You just have to stop thinking about it so hard. Because you know how you're trying to, like, remember a song name or the name of an actor or someone you used to know. And you always say, oh, I know, in the middle of the night I'm going to wake up and I'm going to remember it, you know? And that's really how it works. It's like once your brain kind of just shuts down and you stop focusing on something, that's when the answer will come. So I'm Absolutely. That's your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind won't give you anything when you're stressing out about it. Right. You have to be relaxed. And once you relax, your subconscious mind feeds you the information you needed hours ago. Mm-hmm. And that, that's exactly what happened to me. I was working on something for my, you know, my day job, and I was just working on the computer. 
And it was just like, boom, the word just appeared in my head. The little tagline appeared in my head. I think I texted my mother and my husband and said, oh, my God, I, I, I have the name of the book. You know, this is great. You know, so that's really what happened. And the more that I, I, I saw it, the more I thought about it, the more I loved it. So that's oh, I think it's I think it's just wonderful. What does delicious mean in terms of, well, you know, delicious. I use the, the word delicious a lot, n- not related to food. And I, I know other people do too, but most people just think of it in terms of food. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how do you use delicious? What does that mean to you? I think in terms of the content of the book, um, I, I wrote it and I named it delicious. Um, Relating more to having a delicious life, having just yeah. really having that sense of, wow, this is really special. You know, and I don't mean anything has to be fancy or um, expensive or anything. Anyone, literally anyone can have a delicious life if they focus on bringing the same kind of pleasure that they're seeking, let's say, through food or through any kind of, you know, external uh, drug or anything like that. You're trying to basically find something better than, how do I say this, better than what you're experiencing in the moment. And... If you can instead put your energy towards creating, again, just a delicious, you know, um, focusing on maybe just taking some time for yourself and doing something really, that you really want to do. It can be simple as getting your nails done or buying yourself some really great bedding and just sliding in those sheets at the end of the night and just feeling like, oh, this is, this is so luxurious, you know, just, but it's very simple at the same time. Um, filling your home with beautiful things that you enjoy filling your life with activities that really make you feel good, putting on that red lipstick in the morning and saying, yeah, I'm feeling pretty sassy today, you know? These are the things, focusing on that kind of deliciousness in your life, I believe and have seen for other people, um, sort of takes you away from that feeling of of needing delicious food. I mean, hey, I use the word delicious for food all the time as well, but I really did find that once I focused on filling my life with more deliciousness, and just feeling like really good, maybe not 24-7, but as much as possible, it really did divert my attention away from my obsession, really, with food. I could really be then obsessed with my own life and making my life as good as possible, you know, on a daily basis. Very good advice. On that note, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to hear more about Jennifer and her story of um, uh, her battle with food, actually. And, and we're going to get into some of the self-esteem issues that surround having a, a poor self-image and a poor body image. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of the Self-Improvement Show. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. 
Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The challenges facing our teens today mean that more than ever, we need to be there to support them and encourage them. The Dr. Stem Show is here to provide discussions about topics that will help promote healthy relationships, self-image, and success for teens, parents, and the community. Our young people can achieve more in life than they ever dreamed possible. The Dr. Stem Show, hosted by Dr. Stem Malatini, will foster these discussions and encourage your participation. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 9 p.m. GMT on Voice America Empowerment. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest today, Jennifer Bardall. And we're talking about body image and this whole thing involving um, poor self-esteem because of body image, what you think about yourself, all of these things. And, and compulsive and emotional eating that leads to some of this. Jennifer, I know you've had some experience with this compulsive emotional eating thing. Uh, tell, tell us, uh, tell us how you've experienced it. What happened to you? What led you to from there to here, kind of thing? Well, uh, yes, I, I definitely, I think for a lot of my life, probably from my early teen years up through my, even my late twenties, um, I really indulged in compo- compulsive emotional eating every day. Um, I definitely binge ate. Through much of my twenties, unfortunately, once I started you, living on my own. With hindsight, do you know what was driving that? Well, I think at least when I was in my teens, I um, I had a lot of, and I, I don't say this to place blame or anything like that, and I don't discuss this in the book, but I had a lot of responsibility at home. Um, I and I, I don't really go into this there in the book, like I said, but I had much younger siblings. Um, from the time I was 11 to the time I was around 20 when I when I moved out, um, I would be alone a lot with them. My parents just needed help with them. They both, you know, worked odd hours. and um, So I'd be home with the kids a lot. And I think anyone who spends any time at home with kids knows, you know, it's stressful, but especially for someone so young. And that, the food for me, um, really took the place of my social life. And it took the place of just, you know, feeling, I don't know, special. I could do something special for myself by creating this 
you know, terribly unhealthy, but satisfying in the moment meal, you know. Plus, I was alone with the kids. My parents were couldn't spot see what I was doing. The kids wouldn't tell on me. You know, I would kind of sneak it from them. And so uh, that's really when the habit began, I think. I was really trying to give myself what I felt, I think, what I felt I was lacking at the time. Um, so that kind of drove me um, through, you know, and into my 20s. Unfortunately, it's just a vicious cycle. The, the heavier I got, the more I wanted to eat, the more I isolated myself from the rest of the world, really. Um, I mean, I had friends, but never a boyfriend, ever, ever. Um, and so, yeah, like I say, you know, the, the, I, I would get heavier, I would eat more. I didn't really see myself as being very feminine, certainly. Um, I would avoid, you know, male attention, male contact, pretty much at all costs. And then at the end of the day, what did I have to go home to? More food. And that's really the only thing that I would allow myself to have, you know, special just for me. Um, so, and of course, at the time, I blamed my weight. I blamed a lot of things, you know, for my not having a boyfriend, not this or that, you know. But really, you know, I know now. I was doing it to myself. And again, it was a coping mechanism. I really didn't know how to function, you know, as a woman, quote unquote, because I had not seen myself as one for so long. So well, and if your really- mother was working and you had taken over the responsibilities at home, you didn't have a role model. Well, that's true as well, absolutely. And um, yeah, my mom, you know, there's 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 four of us kids at home, and uh, she um, only really started working part time hours when I was, you know, in my teen years, and. Uh, but she was always busy, obviously, always, you know, um, uh, well, I wasn't a handful. I was literally a perfect child. I think anyone listening can agree. And anyone who knows <laughs> me, I was, I was perfect. I and I always like to say that if I hadn't been so perfect, I wouldn't have any siblings. Because I think my parents would have stopped where they were. But they had me and thought, oh, this is so easy. We'll just have three more. You know? So, um, but she was always very busy. She really didn't have the time. And I understand that, of course, you know. Um, so yeah, I was kind of on my own in, in a lot of ways. I was, yeah. And people don't help any either. They make these weird comments, especially to kids. You know, they'll pinch your cheeks and say, oh, you have such a pretty face. It's too bad. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. and then they go into it or, you know, they, they just say mean things to kids, especially mm-hmm. kids who are, who are a little overweight. Absolutely, and, and, and unfortunately, it's so funny you mentioned pinching the cheeks. My brother and I both had extremely, very chubby cheeks. I wasn't always overweight as a child, but I always had the chubby cheeks. And the kids at school used to call us the Campbell's Soup Kids. Oh. You know, how, yeah, the, yeah, exactly, right? It wasn't exactly a compliment. Um, but I was also always a big child. I was always the tallest, big bone. That was just my frame. You know, as a baby, I, I have cousins who are just a few months younger than me. I looked about a year older than them. You know, I was just always a big child. And unfortunately for grade schoolers, especially the younger ones, they don't understand the difference between this is a big child and this is a fat child. And so they would call me fat because they didn't know, you know, that I really wasn't overweight. I was just taller than them and, you know, bigger. So that's, yeah, that started from a very early age. It did. And yes, I did often hear as I got older, oh, you have such a pretty face. It's a shame, you know, you just need to lose some weight. Or my my other favorite... If you don't lose weight, you'll never get a boyfriend. You know, I used to oh, hear that yeah. from, from older people as well. Not no one in my family, but, you know, well-meaning strangers or neighbors. You know, it's like, oh, thanks a lot. You know? Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> thanks a lot. 
Nobody needs it. How then did you realize what was happening to you? How did you come out of it? Well, for me, it was a matter of realizing that once I did find my boyfriend, I mean, of course, you know, so many people think, no matter what they look like or where they are, that, oh, everything will be different once I dot, dot, dot. And for me, it was once I find a boyfriend. I have lost a little bit of weight. Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) That just <laughs> that really bothers me, but that yeah. and, and and I've heard, you know I've heard that from all kinds of places, advice to all kinds of people. If you only had a boyfriend, you know it's back in that Jerry Maguire line: "You complete me." No, you don't. Right, exactly. And you know what? I'm telling you, I bought it hook, line, and sinker. I really did. I liked. I like to think of myself as a more intelligent person, but oh god, no! All those sappy movies, I bought into it like you wouldn't believe. And I will tell you, I found a gem, and he is my husband now. And he's the most wonderful. I can't even say enough things about him. He spoiled me so much this year; it's ridiculous. But I have to ask you this: Did he do the cover of your book? He did. Yes. I thought so. I, I saw his name somewhere, I guess, inside the book. Mm-hmm. He did. Yeah, he did my website. He did my, you know, my book cover. He does all those things for me. Um, he is a web designer and a graphic designer. So, hey, I have free tech support. It's great, you know. Wow. I, I, had I known that guy, I might have married him sooner. Who knows, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but he has, I mean, he really, he has called me beautiful every single day since we met, literally, even when we weren't dating, and he was just trying to date me, you know, and I, of course, I had no idea why he would try to date me, I'm like, why would you want to date me, you know, I mean, that's how deep into it I was, you know, in my own self. Yeah, what's the matter with him? Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly right, that is exactly how I felt, so, like I said, once I found this boyfriend, and I was living on my own, um, and the nights that we weren't together, and we were just going to talk on the phone, I would literally, and I explain this in the book, I mean, I would order like 30 or $40 worth of Chinese takeout and they deliver it to me. And it's when they give you six plastic forks and like seven <laughs> fortune cookies and there's only one of you eating, you know, there's a problem here, you know. But I would, and I would eat, I would eat it pretty much all by myself. I might save a little for lunch tomorrow, but I would, I would just eat the whole thing no matter how painful it was or anything like that, no matter how sick I felt. And it finally occurred to me, you know, like, why am I still doing this if I have what I said I wanted and I truly did want it but if I have this thing that I thought would make everything better then things really aren't better and I did it well because my husband didn't know that I was doing this until he read the book he said I had no idea you were doing that to yourself that whole time you know and because we hide it well you know those of us who have secret eating you know food issues um so that we really made me stop and think what is the real issue here and that's, I started journaling, I started just pouring my heart out, and just kind of connecting the dots for myself. And I realized, oh, this is way deeper than just, you know, like, I don't, you know, I, I like to eat Chinese food. I mean, I, I obviously yeah. did. I, I'm sure I put somebody's kid through college in those days. I mean, I would just, every single day that I was alone, I would just eat mass quantities. So yeah, that really made me take stock. And like I said, you know, I journaled and I looked back to the past and I put it together piece by piece. It took some time. Um, and that's where I am today. You know, now I know. Now I understand a lot better. And when I come to those moments where I still want to fall into those bad habits, I can stop myself and be a little more rational and not just give into that habit anymore. Let me ask you this. Did you at any point need to go to counseling or were you able to handle this within yourself? I did not go to counseling. I have, however, um, read a lot of 
books by a lot of different authors. I mean, my library is ridiculous. Some of it's even in my attic because I just don't have space for the books anymore. But I read, you know, Jeanine Roth. Uh, she does a lot of great work with when it comes to emotional eating because she's struggled with it her whole life. Um, and that really is actually what got the ball rolling for me. And See, you know, my opinion, this is my opinion, is that all help is, all self-improvement is within you. I mean, you can go for, to counselors till you know what freezes over, mm-hmm. but the change takes place within you. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you did good, girl. Oh, thank you. <laughs> hey, girl, on that note, it's time to go to break. We're going to talk more with Jennifer Bardall when we come back from break, so stay tuned. Don't go away. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Is there a real magic formula for success or is it something more? Does the divine nature within, when activated, become a powerful unified force that catapults an individual to greatness? Join visionary host Sharon Rose Washington, author, empowerment life coach, and energy healer to explore the answer to the big question of why we are here. She'll have amazing luminary guests ranging from business thought leaders to top celebrities. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What if you were willing to be controversial, choosing kindness instead of judgment, willing to stand out from the crowd, being a leader in creating a new reality, even if others don't follow? You can make a difference. Start by tuning in to The Value of Controversy. Each week, our hosts will bring you the tools to help create the world that you want to live in and explore what's possible when you choose from the controversy of consciousness. Listen for The Value of Controversy every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's one 888 346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self-improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self-improvement show. Today's guest is Jennifer Bardall, and we're talking about 
the the price you pay sometimes for for being overweight and being out of control of food. We're talking about this whole issue of self-image, self-esteem. Um, Jennifer's written a wonderful book called Delicious, Discover Your Secret Sauce, Put Down the Fork, Pick Up Your Life. It, it really is a must read for anybody who has problem with their body image. So take a look at it on Amazon. It's, it's very inexpensive, but well worth the price. It's rich reading. Um, and Jennifer has told us how she, you know, what she was doing. You know, she she came through this on her own, which is really lovely. Jennifer, in your opinion, what's the first step a recovering compulsive emotional eater needs to cover to start the healing process? I think the first step is really becoming aware and not living on autopilot and just blindly following the same habits from day to day. Like I said before in the interview, um, when I started journaling and going back through my past and just laying it all out for myself, that's when I started connecting the dots and I could see, I could identify, you know, what, you know, my triggers, either, you know, my emotional triggers, I'm having a bad day, I talked to this person who gets under my skin, I something happened which brought up a memory of my youth or, you know, an uncomfortable memory or, you know, oh, here's this food. For me, it's, you know, pasta. Pasta is my number one, I mean... It's a joke in my family. It really is how much I love to eat pasta. I would eat it every day if I could. I have in the past, too. Um, But so I could really just take a look at my journal and just really kind of put a map for myself of why why I was doing what I was doing and maybe how I could avoid it or how I could at least make a choice to act this way rather than just blindly you know, throwing caution to the wind and just eating my way through, you know, my everyday life. Um, if I wanted to binge or if I wanted to just kind of go off the rails, I could make a choice. And it was, it was empowering for me. I wasn't just, you know, I was living my own life. I was making my own choices. And I think, yeah, I really do think that's the first step. Just yeah. to yourself and really start paying attention to why you do what you do. I totally agree with you. Self-awareness is always a starting place. For any kind of change. Let's talk a little bit about self-esteem. It seems to me that it's almost a, which comes first, the chicken or the egg. Uh, you don't feel good about yourself until you lose the weight, and you don't lose the weight until you feel good about yourself. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. sort of a catch-22. What do you tell women about self-esteem and loving themselves when they're dealing with, uh, with low self-esteem because of their, their weight, their body image, their thoughts about themselves? I really believe that the first, you know, you have to start um, loving yourself more and that's when the healthy, lasting change can occur. So what I tell women is, let's focus on the things that are right about you, things that you may have completely buried under years of either, you know, ignoring yourself, ignoring your talents, um, speaking poorly about yourself. You know, let's start to really try to boost your self-confidence. Let's remind you of what makes you so special in the first place. And we're all born special. You know, some of us just forget. Many of us forget. And like I said, like myself, I stopped singing for a long time, even though it gave me great joy. I managed to find, you know, excuses to stop doing it. And that's one of the things that, you know, everyone's got something that they're ignoring about themselves and that they choose to overlook because they're so busy speaking badly about themselves, thinking poorly about themselves, giving too much to other people and not to themselves. So really, it all starts from 
boosting your self-confidence, finding the things you like, asking other people what's so great about you. I mean, everyone has at least one person in their life who can tell them, you're a great listener, you're a good friend, you have a beautiful smile, you you know. So yeah. let's really start from there. And like I say, that's where the lasting change comes from because anyone can starve themselves thin if they try hard enough, but it never lasts because you haven't gotten to the root of your problems. Exactly. One of the things I noticed in your book is that you don't dive into cal- calorie counting. You you don't tell everybody what to eat. Um, why why not? Why did you skip that part? Because to me that is important. It really is. I mean, I try to keep track of you know how much um, food I well maybe not during the holiday season. I try tend to forget quote unquote. But most days I do. Um, you know, just try to keep track of what I'm eating so I can be aware for myself. But really, again, it's you can do all these different things. You can have all these apps on your phone. You can plant your calories. You can measure your food. That's all wonderful. But if you're doing it from a place of, I need to do this or else I'll be ugly my whole life, or I need to do this or else no one will ever love me, or I need to do this because, you know, I'm such a cow or whatever, nothing will ever, it'll be a waste of time. You'll either sabotage yourself You'll decide that this diet or whatever doesn't work for you. You'll fall back, you know, you'll fall off the wagon and back into your old habits. So really that first, those those first really important bricks in your foundation have to be, you know, loving yourself, coming from a place of focusing on your health and vitality and happiness as opposed to just the number on a scale or just the way you look in a dress or just the way people, you know, you, just the way you think people see you. You know, that's just, that's no good. You have to start from inside and from where it really makes you happy and makes you feel good. I couldn't agree with you more. (laughs) One of the things you say in your book that really got my attention, um, you, you, you write, isn't it about time that you stop treating yourself like last night's leftovers? Which goes just right along with what you were saying. You know, what a powerful statement. You know, I have to assume that you were thinking of yourself that way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I would rarely leave leftovers in my fridge, but I knew what they were, certainly. And uh, I definitely treated myself that way. Just as an afterthought, just as something to, you know, push aside or, you know, just, you know, not really get much thought to. You know, I definitely did. Absolutely. And I think too many women do that no matter what their problems are, if they have problems with eating or not. We... We really do tend, many of us, to just disregard ourselves and our own happiness because we feel as though we need to give to others or we need to be a certain person in order to be happier, to make other people like us. Well, the media hasn't helped us any either by making it seem that unless you're rich and thin, you can't be important to anybody, that you're Absolutely. not important, that you're not worthwhile. You know, I, I told my husband recently, and I really I believe this, there's no longer a premium placed on intelligence or, um, you know, just any kind of, you know, cleverness or modesty. I mean, you know, there, there just isn't anymore. It's all about, you know, of course, what comes to mind to me is, you know, reality TV and, you know, the lives of you know, folks like the Kardashians. I'm not trying to, you know, slam them or anything, but that is the ideal that's being held up to people. Whereas a hundred years ago or more, you know, a girl was clever, a girl was witty, a girl was... You know, she had charm, she had grace, you know, 
that's just none of that is important anymore. And I think that's a real shame. You know, we're placing such a high premium on it, on appearance and on, you know, style, basically. Well, and the sad thing is that they're putting emphasis on body sizes that aren't healthy. You, you can't be healthy and eat that way and be that thin. Mm-hmm. And so th- there's gonna, you know there's going to be a big price. We we weren't meant to to look like that. Yeah, yeah, if you look back in the earlier centuries, you know, in the the baroque paintings where the women were voluptuous, you know, they had shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were they were the beautiful ones and and when you had a shape like that with you know a lot of little extras, you were you were considered wealthy. Wealthy people were the ones who could eat like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, unfortunately, wealthy people are the ones who can afford a personal trainer and uh, you know someone to keep watch on them all the time and make sure they don't eat too much. Exactly. So, yeah. It, yeah, it's yeah. A shame. You make another statement that I think is so incredibly powerful. You state the ultimate advice I can give to you is this: first, you have to stop playing small. Talk about that. You know, uh, how do you stop playing small when, excuse my use of the expression this way, how do you stop playing small when you feel like the elephant in the room? Ah, nice. Um, Well, I think that what you really need to do is understand that, A, yes, you're right, you know, when you feel like the elephant in the room, but at the same time, so I know in my case, I was also eating to avoid acknowledgement. People may notice you, but they won't acknowledge you. They, you know, in my experience anyway, you know, men weren't approaching me. Uh, Women weren't approaching me to be my friend, you know, and that's the way I wanted it to be. I wanted to hide. Even though I looked large, people may, you know, glance at you, but they don't pay attention. Or again, that was just my experience. And I think that playing small is really, you know, internal work that you need to that you need to work on. It's, it has nothing to do with uh, your physical appearance, but it has to do with what you're allowing for yourself, what you're envisioning for your life. You know, if you think that all you're worth is being, you know, twice your healthy, you know, weight, or, you know, all you're worth is scarfing down leftovers in front of the open refrigerator door, you know, not even using a fork, then that is how you will live your life. But if you think that you are worth more than that, that there's a grander vision and purpose for your life and that you can achieve what you want and that it's okay to step out into the world and say, you know what, I'm pretty awesome and I'm worth more than this. That is when you, that is when you stop playing small and you start turning, uh, shining a light on your own life, shining a light on yourself and letting others not only note, see you, but notice you. And it's a scary thing. It, it really is. I, I find myself wanting to fall into it all the time. I think so many people do. We don't want to admit that we want what we want. But you have to. You're worth that. And so much more. But you really have to start with saying, it's okay to want what I want out of life. And it's okay to be seen. I don't care what size you, you are. Absolutely. It's okay to be seen. You know, you have some really important things to say. You need to be heard as well as the person who's a size zero. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember back in my very slim days, I was shopping and, and the store no longer exists, and I understand why. 
there were some dresses displayed, and they didn't have size on them. And I was, I was not heavy at all. And I asked the clerk, what size is this? And she looked at me up and down, and she said, well, it's the model's size. And I thought, well, <laughs> okay, she put me in my place, and I'm not ever going to go back there. But yeah. yeah, I'm thinking, well, that, that was really interesting. All I asked was for a number. Mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to know if there there was any possibility I should try that on. Right. And she cut me short, and and I was not th- I was not skinny, I was not model size, but I was not in any way even overweight. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can only you know I I know what they say to to women who are heavy and large sizes, and large sizes are generally pretty ugly stuff. Oh, absolutely. Interesting. And on that lovely note, (laughs) we're going to go to break. Stay tuned. We're going to be back with more with Jennifer Bardall, so don't go away. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Have you ever felt that it's time to get out of the box? Why are you putting that project off? It's already there in your mind. What are you going to do today to change your life tomorrow? Listen for Live Your Life with Melissa Brown. Get ready to expand the capacity of your heart and mind. Move yourself beyond the mundane and get prepared to do what you've been called to do. There is no time like the present and the whole world is waiting for you. Tune in Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Today's guest is Jennifer Bardall, and we're talking about emotional eating and all those things that go with body image, uh, poor body image and poor self-esteem. One of the things Jennifer said in her book, and I'm going to ask her to talk a little bit about this, is this, peeling away all the layers of who you're supposed to be as a rational, responsible adult is sort of a segue into learning how to break all the bullcrap conditioning in your brain in regards to who you are 
and what you're capable of. I think that's such an important concept, Jennifer. Talk just a little bit about that. And I don't mind the use of your words either. (laughs) I think that we do spend so much time, those of us who have issues with, you know, compulsive eating or any kind of unhealthy activity, uh, unhealthy habits, it's our way of acting out against what we've been conditioned to believe about the way our lives should be, how we're supposed to act. You're supposed to have, you know, a serious job. You're supposed to... You know, by a certain age, you know, women are told so frequently, you know, well, when are you going to get married? When are you going to start a family? When will you do this or that? And we internalize so much of that as we grow up and as we, you know, get older. Um, you know, the school we should go to or the place we should work for, etc. And so it's so important to then, just like I say, peel back those layers of what we're really the baggage we're carrying around with us that we don't need to. It's, it's just a waste of time. It's a waste of energy putting up these facades, you know, for ourselves and other people to try to fit in. It's it's such a shame. It really is. And so what do we do? We turn to vices. We turn to unhealthy habits. Uh, we don't like ourselves. We don't like our life. We know inside that we're entitled to more, that we're entitled to happiness and fulfillment. And when we see that we don't have it, we're miserable. Even if our life looks the way we think it should look, even though I had that boyfriend that I thought would make everything better, it didn't because all that happiness needed to first come from inside of me. So it's so important to just let go of should and supposed to and really embrace what you want for yourself. Talking about peeling away all the layers of who you're supposed to be and getting down to who you really are so you can do business with the problems that are facing you in terms of food and eating. One of the things Jennifer told me at the break is that she's going to start doing regular webinars in 2014. Jennifer, how can people get signed up for your webinars, and when are you going to be having them? Um, the easiest way to get signed or to get information about my webinars would be to go to uh, onyourselfnow.net. There are several places within the website to sign up for my uh, weekly newsletter. Um, you'll see in the top um, section of the of the blog um, of the homepage, it says you know sign up to be a VIP club member. If you give me your name and email address through that form, uh, you'll then get regular information. I will definitely send uh, information uh, regarding each webinar as they come up and give you a link with which to sign up for them. You won't automatically be signed up if you're a member of the newsletter list. You'll have to sign up. You know, I don't want to be throwing this information out to just everyone, you know, if they're not interested. So please exactly. uh, sign up. Sign up for that. You'll get the information as it comes out. Um, my first webinar of 2014 is taking place on Thursday, January 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, it's entitled 2014, The Year of Hell Yeah!, um, and I really just want to, you know, get everyone off on the right foot when it comes to um, setting goals for the new year, not resolutions, but actually making plans and uh, learning how to see those plans through to fruition. And really just sitting back in December of 2014 and thinking, wow, this really was the year of my dreams. You know, I want to make it my dream year and I want everyone else to be able to do the same. So that'll be the topic of the first webinar next week. And my take on this is this is that if anybody can help them through this, you can. Now, I have such confidence in you. I am so excited about what you're doing, how far you've come. Uh, oh, Jennifer, I am so grateful for you. 
We're, we're right up against the end of the show. What's the thought you'd like to leave our listeners with today? Be kind to yourself. Um, treat yourself like you would treat your best friend or like you would expect your best friend to treat you. You know, don't use the kind of language with yourself that you wouldn't accept from another person. And just give yourself the same kind of understanding and acceptance that a loved one would. I think that's really the best place, you know, that we can all start. And right now, this very minute, just be a little kinder to yourself. You're saying it's okay to love who we are? It absolutely is. That's where (laughs) everything starts. Love yourself right now because it doesn't matter if you lose 100 pounds next year. If you don't love yourself, it, it really it won't feel the way you want it to feel. No, and you'll go right back to that same old kind of eating. Absolutely. Next week's guest is Allison Kay. We're going to be talking about energy and energy healing. Allison also has a show on uh, Voice America. You might want to take a look at it. Um, she's been on before, and she's just a dynamic guest. You're going to love hearing what Allison has to say. Jennifer, I don't even know where to begin to thank you for being so open, so honest, so sharing with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on the show. I look forward to it ever since we first discussed it, and it was just such a pleasure to be here with you. We're going to have the show. The show posts the day after we broadcast. It's always on the front page of the self-improvement blog. starts playing when you turn it on. So if you want to hear it again, and some of you just well may want to do that, go to the self-improvement blog. Jennifer's going to have it uh, as well at her disposal. She can do what, with it what she wants. Absolutely. I'll share I, it with my folks. Yeah, I think anybody who has a self-image problem because of body size needs to hear the show. Jennifer, again, thank you so much. Oh, and thank you. This is Irene Conlon and my guest Jennifer Bardall saying thank you for being with us today. Enjoy the new year and come back again next year for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.